This episode of Outspoken is brought to you by Preen Bags, the Aussie female-owned accessory label that offers lightweight, washable neoprene bags. This is Outspoken, the podcast that's not afraid to say exactly what you're thinking. Our names are Amy, Kate and Sophie Torber. We're identical triplets, but we often don't have identical opinions. So sometimes things can get heated. Outspoken covers all things reality TV, influencers, entertainment, and issues facing women. That is so fetch. Thank you. Thank God it's Friday. Has this week dragged on for anyone else? It definitely has it. Who am I? Oh, I think yes. when you have a long weekend dangling at the end of the week, like it just takes mm. so long. But as I said, thank God it's Friday today. I did have a bit of a fun dinner the other night, though, with some friends. So my friend has started dating this new guy. But it's quite funny, though, because they met online. She's not quite sure how to pronounce his name. <laughs> and they have been dating for a couple of months now. So she's got to the point where he's explained how to say it. So it's like a European name. And it sounds like a really cool name, but she just can't quite get it right. And he keeps telling her how to say it. It's a bit like, Sophie, when you introduce Brandon to all of us and Brandon's sister's called Elisa. And we couldn't, there were so many people, because she joined our netball team, so many people couldn't say Elisa. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it takes a while to wrap your head around some names. I wonder how long it is going to take for her to get found out, though, that she doesn't know his name. Because it's they've been dating for a couple of months now and it's funny that his name hasn't really been brought up to well, say. She said It was quite funny because she said she kind of like mumbles it at the end because they keep having this conversation where he explains how to say it. But you, you know those awkward conversations mm. where you, you don't actually get it and you think you're saying it correctly? Mm. Do you know what? I have a friend and her partner has this same name and I don't know how to say it either. Yeah. Like, I just feel like the way I say it is just incorrect. Well, me and my friend were saying like she should just call him babe all the time and we're saying like <laughs> it would get really funny because can you imagine if they get married and it's like I take so-and-so <laughs> and she just has to mumble it. Does anyone else find it hard when you do start dating someone to say their name? And I know that sounds really weird, but you know when you get embarrassed to talk about somebody yeah. and you're sort of like, As in oh. it's not because you can't pronounce it, it's just because mm. you feel embarrassed. <laughs> yeah, like I remember when I first started seeing Dale and I was like, oh, you know, that Dale guy. <laughs> Well, I feel like it gets to a point, though, that you have all your cute nicknames. And I think I saw um, I heard Laura Henshaw talking with her um, fiance on the kickpot about this. And she was saying that she calls him honey Mm. and she knows it's cringe. But like it's just become this thing and I couldn't mm. relate more because for some reason Reese and I keep calling each other darling and it's because Amy, Sophie and I always used to call each other, oh darling, as a joke because mum always calls it. So it sounds really lame but I now I'm just so used to calling him that. I don't think I can say what Brandon's nickname is or get in trouble. Why? Why? What is it? What is it? Tell well, us. It doesn't make doesn't any even sense. No, it. but it's, it's these things that don't make any sense and then yeah. when you go outside of the couple it seems really unusual Isn't and weird. is Meg or something? It's Smeg. But the really so the reason it's smeg is because I have two pink smeg, a toaster and a kettle. Just a uh, bit of a flex about your smeg product. No, it's not. But we were <laughs> laughing because he calls me gremly, as in because he says I'm a gremlin. Gee, that's hard. Well, that is rude as well. But anyway, so he calls me gremly all the time, and I'm like, you need a nickname. And I just sort of saw the toaster, and I said smeg. But he is so offended because smeg sounds like something else. What? Smeg oh, it's what, what is that? I sound it's dumb. Dick oh, that is disgusting. I, I can't stand that phrase. I'm sorry for anyone eating breakfast. But I'm so sorry. Can I just clarify? That's not why I call him Smeg. Oh, this seems like a bit of a cover-up Do going you know on. What? Do you know what? The other day, Dale tried to create a new nickname for me. So we were at the shop. Well, what is your original nickname? 
Um, well, Didn't you say? Oh, you, no, you can say it. Um, no, Sounds like a bit of a, a humble brag as no, well. No, because I <laughs> my nickname for Dale is Dreamboat because when I first started seeing him, Kate, Sophie and I, we all had a joke that he was so dreamy. Um, so no, that, can I, look, we didn't say he was dreamy, but you kept saying, oh, he's so great in that. And we called him a Dreamboat as a joke. I think because, we said he was the perfect guy. I mean, this is a bit mm, nicer nickname than Smeg, isn't it? It is. And so he calls me Wonder Woman um, in return. Oh, really? But anyway, when we were at when we were at the shops the other day, there we were just looking at getting some frozen vegetables, and there was it just said pumpkin chunks, and he tried to start calling me that and pumpkin chunks. Yeah, it's not. It hasn't taken. See, this this can happen. You can see appliances. You can see things well, at the supermarket. I don't call Reese this, but I think he's got a few clever nicknames. I used to call him Reese's Pieces at. Um, the 36s, like the, the where chocolate. Where he used to work. Yeah, yeah, where he used to work. And then his grandpa used to call him Reese Lightning, which mm. became really funny because he became general manager of the Adelaide Lightning. So then they started calling it him at, at work as well. So anyway, mm-hmm. we don't have any clever nicknames at the moment for each other. Though. I, I want to hear, though, in our Facebook community, what are other people's nicknames? And we don't want to hear like, oh, just darling or honey. I want to hear like funny ones. Well, I want to hear if anyone's been in the situation where they're not quite sure how to pronounce their partner's <laughs> name. And it's got to a really awkward point, like at the aisle where they haven't been able to say it. Oh, my God, I'm going to cry. My diamond earring. <laughs> my diamond earring came off in the ocean and it's gone. On Wednesday, Kim Kardashian took to social media to share a birthday message to her ex-husband, Kanye West. So in the message, Kim shared a photo of herself with three of their children and wrote, happy birthday, love you for life. The post was followed by a series of photos, including a photo of the two when they were still together. What did you guys think about this? Do you think it was appropriate for Kim to share a birthday message, particularly as she filed for divorce in February? Well, this post was really interesting timing by Kim Kardashian. I think that a lot of people are commenting on the post because it happened to coincide with a recent episode of Keeping Up With The Kardashians, where Kim broke down telling her sisters about her relationship issues with Kanye. She said, I feel like an effing failure that it's a third marriage. Yeah, I feel like an effing loser, but I can't even think about that. I want to be happy. When I saw this, I just thought good on Kim for actually allowing this snippet to be shown in Keeping Up With The Kardashians because it is very relatable and I think a lot of people do feel very sorry for Kim Kardashian and the and the position she's in at the moment well she's being really vulnerable and it's something that so many other people could relate to especially in their 40s having you know what people deem to be a failed marriage well she has had three and for me that this was really reminiscent of her breakdown about her marriage ending with Chris Humphreys yes it was yeah because I feel like Kim manages to be so successful because as you said she's so relatable and I think Kim sharing this post actually makes her even more likable because I feel like one theme with the Kardashians has always been that Kris Jenner has drummed into them to be nice to their exes, particularly when they share children. Mm. I mean, I was actually watching an old episode of Keeping Up With The Kardashians where Chloe was going through dramas with Tristan Thompson around True's first birthday. And Chris was saying, look, you should make sure you invite him to the party. So I feel like this, this public display, wishing Kanye a happy birthday is really for the kids. Well, I really think that Chris is pushing that because she did have a very good relationship with her ex-husband, Robert Kardashian. He was always present at the kids' birthday parties. And even the fact that it did end quite badly between the two of them, they did manage to make it work. 
We've also seen over the years a lot of birthday posts for Scott Disick, even when he has been a bit of a dirtbag to Courtney. Mm. So it seems like a theme that the family do want to very much be seen to be backing each other online. Well, I swear that I've seen birthday messages for Tristan Thompson. So yeah. if they're happy to say happy birthday to him. I mean, Kim and Kanye were together for seven years. I also think that Kim is trying to show her support publicly for Kanye as he battles through his mental health. I think that's why it is important that she put this out as well. Aside from all those values, valid reasons if you sort of put this situation to a normal person i don't think that many people are going to be publicly wishing their ex a happy birthday yeah i've got to agree i don't think i've ever seen anyone wish their ex a happy birthday but i think it's a bit different when you're married and you've got children yeah but i couldn't imagine like some of my friends who are divorced i couldn't imagine one of them publicly putting a photo up and being like i love you for life particularly when the relationship has only just ended like perhaps when both parties have moved on and there is some time and distance between it maybe then you can be the grown-up person and wish them a happy birthday for your kids sake well Kim wasn't the only Kardashian to post about Kanye West's birthday. Khloe Kardashian also shared a tribute to Kanye West's 44th birthday, and it resulted in her getting trolled by a number of followers. Khloe shot back at the comment. She said, this is my family, not yours. And I think that's really valid. We don't know what's going on. Yeah, but at the end of the day, would you guys wish an ex a happy birthday? I mean, I wouldn't even text them happy birthday, let alone put a public message up. Yeah, but when you did it, Sophie, were you trying to get back with the person? Yes, yeah, she yeah was. exactly. <laughs> so let's leave it at that. Well, it wasn't a public photo. It was just a Facebook message. Yeah. Well, I want to know, have any of you guys wished your ex a happy birthday publicly or privately? Tell us in our Facebook community. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to another vlog. Let's get into the influencer wrap. And on Tuesday, Lily Brown opened up on her Instagram story that she was feeling on edge after Fashion Week. And this was after she came into contact with a few people she hasn't seen for a while. Can I guess who they were? Well, it's safe. I I think everyone's been guessing who (laughs) it is. Well, everyone is thinking that she is speaking about Lucy and Nikki from the wild ones. Let's throw to the clip. Mercury is apparently in retrograde. I don't know enough about that sort of stuff. But um, yeah, everyone's just feeling super on edge and like anything could set them off, crying at everything. That's definitely how I have been feeling, especially the last 24 hours. I think also too, like for me personally on the back end of Fashion week, that was a big week for me for a lot of different reasons. As much as it was amazing and a great experience, I think interacting like socially with people who you don't necessarily associate with or gel with is quite hard and difficult. Even though you try and be the bigger person, um, it, I guess, has taken a bit of a toll on me um even though i thought i was fine at the time maybe not so fine i don't know it's funny that everyone's going on about this being aimed at lucy and nikki because they were all at the stacks event the other week as well so it's not the first time lily brown's been out and about with lucy and nikki what do you guys think about her making claims like this because a lot of people are talking about it and as we've said a lot of people think that it's lucy and nikki do you think it's fair on them for her to be making sweeping claims well well, what do you mean claims well she's commenting about people that she's run into and it's people are jumping to conclusion that it's yeah it's it's kind of bringing negative attention on this relationship and i feel like she's already spoken about it a lot on her youtube channel well it was back in february 
February when she opened up about the friendship split for the first time. We actually did do an episode on it. We'll put it in the show notes if you wanted to want to listen to it. But basically, a follower asked why they were no longer friends, and she opened up saying essentially it had to do with the fact that they were hanging out with her ex-boyfriend, Jerome. So I feel like it would have been even more awkward to see them in person since opening up about all of this publicly. Oh, it definitely would have been awkward, but I mean, they were at the Stacks event together, which was two weeks beforehand. Mm. Yeah, well, I feel like obviously there's a lot of events that they're now having to see one another at. I do find it interesting that Lily said she was being the bigger person because personally, if I were Lucy and Nikki, that that comment would annoy me. Well, it just seems like she's trying to get engagement on her social media, which I suppose is working because everyone's talking about it. To be honest, I actually like when influencers talk about this kind of stuff because it makes them a lot more relatable. Although I think it's a little bit disrespectful if she is talking about Lucy and Nikki to keep mentioning them. I do love the fact that she's trying to be honest about her life and saying, you know, you might have seen all these glamorous pictures of me at Fashion Mm. Week. But hey, I actually felt awkward as fuck there. I also think that it is important for young people to hear about friendship breakdowns as well and the fact that they do actually take a really big toll on you. Because I feel like everyone talks about heartbreak, but they don't really talk about the heartbreak of losing a friend yeah on the topic of fashion week i have been watching this at home whilst i'm like sitting in an udi and i could not (laughs) feel any like further away from being in fashion at the moment like Mm. i we've touched upon that we don't know what the fuck's going on with jeans and now this like i saw people walking around in i don't even know what it looked like bloody ponchos and things with massive shoulder pads and maybe you were in fashion then because an udi is a bit like a poncho (laughs) oh wouldn't that be great if that came into fashion did anyone see that clip on shit adelaide and it was all these girls wearing udis walking across the road on anzac highway to mcdonald's i was like go girls i keep seeing people wearing udis in supermarkets i was listening to a (laughs) podcast with mia friedman and she was talking about how apparently matching tracksuits with a trench coat are in what everyone in london is wearing yeah because i keep seeing like anastasia kings north and saffron barker wearing these like really dorky looking hoodies that are in bright colors and it's all matching and i'm like i could get around that wait so and you put a trench coat over yeah, the top. yeah. yeah. Or just w- a jacket i was honestly just about to get rid of my trench coat i was going to put it on facebook no, well, i think it. it can be you know like my big oversized teddy bear coat i feel yeah. like it's that sort of vibe it's kind of very Hayley bieber which we saw last year mm. Well, well, we did. Yeah. (laughs) I was going to say before we finish off this topic, I have to mention as well that Lily did sneak in a little plug for her energy healer. So she said she was feeling, you know, very negative about this Mm. experience and tagged her energy healer in the post because she was about to head off to receive some treatment. Oh, so it was a plug. Well, it wasn't really a plug. I th- I don't know if it was just tacked on. Does anyone ever wonder, do these things actually work? Because... As in, you know, you hear influencers talking about energy healers and life coaches and all this stuff. And my initial impression is, oh, that's a load of crap. But could they actually be onto something? Well, I suppose people are now discovering mindfulness yeah. and things like that. I mean, yeah, I don't but, think we can, you know. Sorry, but when you have a full-time job, you don't really have time to go see an energy healer. Like, I, <laughs> it's funny because I watch these vlogs and some people list off this really, sorry, some people, influencers, list off this really busy day that they've come up, they come, have coming up. And it's literally, I've got to get my eyelashes done. I've got to get my nails done. I've got to get my hair done. And I've got to go to my energy healer. Like, who has time for this? If anything, the people who are in full-time work need the energy healer. Yeah, I think I need a lunch <laughs> at a lunch break meeting (laughs) let's take a quick break to hear from today's sponsor 
Supreme Bags is an Australian-owned and operated accessories label that has earned itself cult status. It's hard to believe, but Preen started as a side project in the Melbourne bedroom of a 20-year-old uni student in 2015. Six years on and Preen has achieved global success and is now stocked in 400 stores worldwide. What I love about Preen is how they manage to combine fashion and functionality. All Preen bags are vegan-friendly and made from neoprene, which is literally wetsuit material. Plus, they're machine washable, which is a godsend if you're like me and are constantly spilling things in your bag. Preen bags are stylish, timeless and versatile. From totes to crossbodies to backpacks, they have something for everyone. We are so excited because Preen is giving outspoken listeners the chance to win their very own Voyager bag. Head to our Instagram page and Facebook community to enter the giveaway. The prize is valued at $199. Preen is also offering Outspoken listeners 15% off store-wide this week. Simply enter the code OUTSPOKEN15 at preenbags.com to receive the discount. Two weeks ago, Olivia Rogers took to her Instagram story to share with her followers that she is cutting alcohol. So at the start of May, Olivia decided to cut out alcohol for 30 days. However, 22 days in, she decided to share that it's going to be a permanent decision. What did you guys think about this? I actually think it's great that Olivia is speaking out about this because I personally don't drink. And I feel like there has been a lot of talk from influencers recently about how good they feel not having alcohol when previously it's kind of been a bit of a taboo thing Mm. not to drink. Like if you're Mm. at a party and you're not drinking, often people ask you, why aren't you doing it? And you feel like you have to come up with some huge Mm. explanation. And another influencer who has been talking about sobriety a lot is Tully Smythe. And on her podcast, she was talking about how she'd been to a lot of influencer events and how boring they'd actually been because she wasn't drinking. Well, Tully and Olivia are actually friends. So it's quite interesting that they, it seems like they have been sharing their experiences with no Mm. alcohol together. I have to say as well, as someone who also doesn't drink and my partner doesn't drink, I do have to agree with you, Amy, because people do act like there's something wrong with you or you must have some weird reason as to why you don't drink. Well, it's really interesting because Olivia actually did a live Q&A with author and mental health advocate Jill Stark, and she spoke about her sobriety. And in the 51-minute interview, she actually spoke about how when she drinks, she actually blacks out. And that's what was really worrying her Mm. because she said she'd have arguments. Well, she'd say something to her fiancé, and then she'd wake up and not know that she'd said something that she didn't mean. And then he would be like really offended. And she also spoke about how her anxiety got really bad, and she actually called it anxiety and she said she'd get to the point where she's like why am I doing this to myself mm. do you know what we're talking about how Tully has mentioned it a lot on her podcast and it's actually really brave of influencers like Tully and Olivia to talk out about this because a lot of the time these alcohol brands sponsor influencers mm. so by them being so open and honest it does actually cut them off from receiving any advertising well, money from those brands it's funny you say that because literally a week after Olivia announced her sobriety she actually did a paid partnership with Dan Murphy's and she Mm. was promoting all the non-alcoholic options and I thought this was pretty cool because clever for someone who doesn't drink I'm like oh okay that's kind of cool that you can get stuff and actually feel like you're included yeah here's a bit of a fun fact Olivia Rogers actually used to work at Dan Murphy's with my ex-boyfriend back in the day Mm. that that is quite funny isn't that Adelaide like that's so Adelaide I want a full circle moment for her as well stocking the shelves at Dan Murphy's and then being paid to promote their stuff do you know what I've heard that that's a huge money maker at the moment that's coming in is that the non-alcoholic drinks like everybody seems to be doing it there's a huge brand 
in the UK that have taken oh, over that. Lip, I think it's called. Yeah. I think Mamma Mia had advertisements. And yeah, I think um, Olivia was also promoting that drink on the Dan well, Murphy's ad. I actually think it's because a lot of people are very conscious about being healthy. Mm. And it is very unhealthy to drink on large excesses. I think it's also because people are sick of having their whole weekend ruined. Mm. Because people are going out and getting absolutely wasted. And then completely wasting their Sunday. Well, I also think as well, we've held a few events for our clients recently and we have made sure to have non-alcoholic wine because people don't want to drink during the day and a lot of these influencer events or just events for normal people <laughs> are held during the day. Oh my God, that's like too unfair. <laughs> Hayley Chapman reckons she went down the throat and we the makeup on and they gave her four of Bruno and Blacks because she's so lucky. She's got her own council flat, three kids and she's only nine. Come on, let's go. This place is rubbish. We thought we'd provide a little bit of an update into the Vanessa Sierra and Bernard Tomic situation because we did a whole episode on Monday's show and we'll leave a link to that episode in the show notes for those who've missed it. But for those who have been following the story, Vanessa Sierra decided to actually leave Croatia where she was holidaying with Bernard Tomic. So she has flown to Dubai and she said she is going to then fly home to Australia and quarantine. So she wrote, BT keeps pissing me off, so leaking more vids on my site till he stops. She then added, leaked my entire iPhone on my site. So subsequent to this announcement, Bernard Tomic actually deleted his Instagram. So as of recording, it is actually back up. So, I mean, he's only got 7,000 followers. Mm. I'm I'm sure people weren't that disappointed. She also went on her Instagram story on Wednesday and wrote, Dear Herald Sun and Papers, and then in brackets, Daily Mail, this does not apply to you. Due to threats and blackmail I have received overnight, I will now be commenting to media via email and and any stories about me released by other parties. People be cray. What does that mean? So I'm I think she actually she's... meant to write, I will not be commenting. To me, it sounds like she's alleging that Bernard Tomic is threatening her. That's she... what I read into it. I don't know if that's true. Well, she did put an asterisk and wrote, Edit, the media are not the ones sending threats, an individual person is. So it's clear she doesn't want to name the person, but you could probably put two and two together. Some of the content that I've seen that she's been promoting does sound very graphic, which involves Bernard Tomic. And it it fits into the category of revenge porn, which is which is a bit concerning. A listener actually sent us in some screenshots of what Vanessa is sharing on her OnlyFans page. One of the comments said, want to see Bernard's massive... And then they did an eggplant emoji in my mouth. Like this post and check your inbox. Going to keep leaking more because F him for breaking my stuff. And that was on Monday. So it seems like quite a backflip from when we last spoke about the topic because it sounded like she and Bernard were talking again and there Mm. were apologies. Do you guys think this fits under the category of revenge porn? Well, can I just say, interestingly, she actually has dropped the charges against Bernard because he did apparently pay her back for the damages Mm. to her computer. It's a tricky one because she claims that he has consented to those videos being shared, but she is promoting it under the guise of revenge porn. Yeah, I I mean, there's a... There's an argument there for itself. When you give consent for something, I feel like you can then take consent back though yeah. if it is posed in a different way. I think it's such a tricky one because the, from the video she shared, she has really brought up themes about domestic abuse and those are really important things for us to discuss and I think we should be allowed to discuss them in a way that doesn't victim blame. However, it's not to say then that everything she does afterwards is correct yeah. and I think revenge porn is obviously a very, very wrong thing. But that's, that's also heading into abusive 
behavior as well. If you're sharing videos of mm. somebody doing a sexual act and you have not got their permission to share them and at all. As we said, can we just, we'll just reiterate that she has said she has permission. So yeah. I know on Monday's show, we touched on whether we thought that this was a publicity stunt. And what does concern me is she has mentioned on her OnlyFans that she is putting this out in a vengeful way, This these videos of her and Bernard. And it does seem like a lot of it is for clicks. Well, as I said as well, you can remove consent at whatever time you want to remove consent. So the fact that she is, he's basically clearly said to him private i do not want these videos up there and she's doing it in a form of revenge so i think it does mm. fall into revenge porn. what i wonder though is how would society view this if bernard tomic was on OnlyFans and he was releasing videos of him and vanessa well, that were that she and he was claiming that this was done in a vengeful way well i thought the same thing that if the situation was flipped in regards to this releasing of revenge porn that people would be outraged i do think there is another factor because she is gaining money from this yeah i wonder should OnlyFans step in and ban this content if there is debate over whether this is revenge porn or not do you think they need to take some responsibility oh, i definitely think that OnlyFans need to take responsibility for this and there should be some safety nets in place to protect mm. people from this sort of thing the thing that is difficult is that bernard tomic is a very unlikable person and he has done so many things that are in the wrong as well, but it doesn't make what she's doing right. I agree. And I, th- I think I'm really disappointed as well because I do feel like her going out and releasing videos of Bernard Tomic has now t- made the conversation turn onto something negative she's doing. Well, two wrongs don't make a right, do they? And that's what's happened because yeah. now people are focusing the attention on easiest revenge porn. Oh, my God. The fuck? You stupid idiot. That was not my fault, you guys. That truck just went to pull out in front of me and even said sorry. I guess I just had the worst luck. Thank you. Well, just an update on Michael Finch. We spoke about his explosive Q&A on Monday where he revealed that he would be sharing new content to his Instagram and on his TikTok. And we haven't had to wait long to see what it is. It seems as if he's going to go from makeup influencer to food influencer. I have to say, I am here for this. His recipes look insane. Yeah, on Tuesday, he shared to his Instagram a TikTok that he'd recently put up and it showed what he eats in a day and some of the recipes he's been cooking recently and they were epic recipes they were all clean eating which it made it kind of blew my mind because Michael has not been known in the past for his cooking he used to order Uber Eats nearly every single day so it has been quite refreshing to see this change in him yeah I was really impressed with some of the food he's been cooking I wanted the recipes and funnily enough he actually has a deal with a cookbook so he was like oh for anyone that wants my corn chowder recipe like this is the cookbook Mm. but a little code Michael in the corner and I'm like wow this is this is really gone full circle and I wonder now what is his target demographic is he appealing to women in their 30s late 20s like it's really interesting it's been such a shift from teenagers now I feel to more mature women I think people are going to love it especially if you're you think of his demographic they were probably 16 when they're watching him they're now growing up they're moving out of Mm. home they want some fresh recipes and it's very in fashion at the moment to be careful about what you eat and to eat clean so i think it's actually going to land pretty well with his audience well he has had his little organic veggie patch and you know herb garden for a while now i do feel like it is somewhat on brand now for him it is well i think that's all we've got time for today thank you so much for joining us we hope you all have an amazing weekend Thank you so much again to today's sponsor, Preen, the Aussie female-owned accessories label that offers lightweight, washable neoprene bags. 
Please remember to head to our Instagram page and Facebook community for your chance to win your very own Voyager Preen bag valued at $199. Plus, Preen is also offering Outspoken listeners 15% off storewide this week. Simply enter the code OUTSPOKEN15 at preenbags.com to receive the discount. 